away team here on pressbasketball.com got a little bit of hate themed show today for you here myself phil boileau james holis holding it down phil phil you can't give away the theme of the show and the, the opening rip man let them wait marinate for a little bit on it you just drop it off on the, on the first all right. sentence all right ryan reset no no rewind leave it in there ryan this is on phil this is on. This is a teaching moment for Phil. I'm learning. I'm learning things. Okay. Well, listen. James is hating on me right now for a bad <laughs> entrance. So, let's begin the talk in terms of the stuff in this NBA season so far that that's kind of irked us on a lot of levels. Well, now, now we're gonna begin a uh, quick hitter. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the big game from the other night, uh, Clippers and Golden State. Well, it's supposed State. to be a big game. So the, yeah, it was supposed to be right. The run up to that game was, you know, uh, the Clippers have been had been lauded all season as, you know, one of the best or the best in the league. And sure, they had a little downturn, but everyone, everyone assumed that after the way they beat up on Cleveland, they'd come out ready to roll. They're going to show Golden State what's what. What happened, Phil? They uh, stunk up the joint, to, to, uh, to, to, to say it politely. I mean, I, I remember I was calling it after game one when San Antonio beat uh, the Warriors that I'm like, you know what? If these guys can get to the hole in them, imagine Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. But we just didn't see it happen. I mean, this was a chance, I think, that the Clippers had to really solidify this mental strangle. Look, they had size. They've been together longer. Chris Paul and Blake Griffin should have made this a much closer game than it was. I'll say this. I, I don't think I've ever seen Blake Griffin look so disinterested. Um, I think they said he had what five turnovers in the first quarter, and then he ended up with seven for the game. It was uh, it, the Clippers should be pretty embarrassed, and I know it's a regular season game. It's December; it doesn't matter. Sure, this is a national televised game. This is your moment. This is your measuring stick game, and you just come up short. Oh, are so, we maybe da- downplaying how good Draymond Green was defensively on Blake? Uh, no, no, because I mean, Dre was Dre was Dre. He was awesome. I said this uh, as I watched the game. I tweeted out that it's amazing to watch Draymond switch everything, every and anything. And the guy he switched on to, I was just confused. I was watching that as Golden State uh, uh, Clippers were running through their 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 uh, their play, right? They're running through there, and they're passing, passing, trying to run screens. And Dre's just switching. He's going chest to chest. He's chest to chest, chest to chest with Reddick. He's chest to chest with Blake, and he's just moving his feet. And they all just the, the offense just looks looks stuck in quicksand because. None of their actions were going to do anything because all they did was get switched. So it's pretty amazing to watch, man. Uh, it just, it just, this is how the show just started. Uh, we were talking, we we're trying to figure out what we we're going to talk about tonight, and it, it it's been going on for a couple of days, and it just really irks me. It really irks me a couple of things that related to this game. One, every single person that we both follow, Phil, tell me if I'm wrong. All they say is, "Hey, don't fall for the first few weeks of the season." Yep. Don't fall right. for I mean, preseason, just, hey, first couple weeks, all the same. Yeah, the analytics guys say, you know, hey, the sample size is too small. It takes time for everything to normalize. We all know that teams, you know, coming out of uh, training camp are at different levels of readiness. you got to wait till about all-star to really get a good feel of what's going on. And I'm, I'm going to say, I always say the first 20, 20, like the first 20 games to me. But all-star game is like, yeah, sure, that's probably even a better benchmark. But my point is, like, everyone says it, and yet I still had to read articles about – you know, 
Clippers, this is their year. You know, Clippers, best team in basketball. Look at their net differential. Look at their plus minus. Look at Chris Paul's uh, real plus minus. What This team is ready. They're primed. What are you talking about, man? They still don't have a small forward, and they've been this team for a while. So if this if they've been ready, they should have been ready already. And I'll give it to them. Like, this is like a do-or-die year for them. So, I mean, it, it stands to reason they're going to be at their best. But just the fact is, it's like, yeah, you don't say in one, in one breath, don't trust the first 20 games, and then second breath, five, 10 games in, tell me that this team is ready and they're going to be in the finals. So that, that really irks me, man. And in a related note, I've had this conversation for a couple of days now online and with people I really respect. I want you to answer me this, mm-hmm. man. You, you tell me, since when is 16 points, 9 assists, and 43% shooting MVP worthy. Um, the, the closest number, but but Steve Nash killed that when he stole it from Shaq. So it's not. That's, that's a simple answer. And even even Nash was like, you know, we're talking, you know, maybe 16 and 12 or whatever. But he was shooting like a 50-40. Yeah. He, right? Like, yeah, right? no, he had one of those. He wasn't shooting a, he wasn't and his shooting assist was like 11 or 12 a, a game. So it, it was higher right. than that. And he, so he, he wasn't shooting 43% from the floor and 33%. From three, right? Absolutely. Because, look, that's what that's what Chris Paul's been doing for more than half the season. You know, and you would think if there's ever like a player like like Russell Westbrook's so motivated this year. If there's ever a player who's like, finally, we can have our chance because there's not as many obstacles to the finals. Like, yeah, Golden State's super loaded, but like, does Chris Paul not just turn on that competitive fire at a certain point like like this is the guy who's no 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 let's 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 not go down that right because i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to him he's he's a competitive guy obviously we all know he's a competitive guy so i, I don't i don't want us to i'm not gonna sit here and and i don't want us to disrespect him as a competitor because he is and i've told you this and you just seem to not want to listen to me because <laughs> you know too much maple syrup delicious <laughs> he's six two not that athletic not that quick doesn't matter how competitive he is there's only so Did much you just he can call do. Chris Paul 6'2"? Oh, I'm saying when he's wearing the platform shoes. Yeah, I'm about he's, yeah. He, he's going out he's for about disco He's 5'10", night. maybe 5'11", when he's doing well. Okay, and that, that's even my point. My point is, as great as his talented and skilled as he is, if you're, you're, his physical limitations will always be his downfall. But that's not even that's all, we already had the, I've already schooled you on that before. All right, so let's. I'm gonna go back to I'm, this is my this is my haters my haters ball right now. I'm sick of people telling me how great Chris Paul is and and overrating his his quote unquote leadership and and his his real plus minus and his high efficiency. I get it. That's all great. If we're talking about a basketball video game, you win. I said that the Sloan Analytics Conference should probably just hold a banquet where they serve mac and cheese and call in their analytics MVP and give him an award, give him a golden calculator and be happy with it. Because as good as Chris Paul really is, and as great as those, those statistics are, you cannot convince me that he means more to that team than Blake Griffin. Because Blake Griffin, while Chris Paul's numbers are falling off, his his play has increased, and he's averaging like twenty eight and almost six a game, shooting about fifty percent. And his net plus minus, if that's what we're talking about, which it's not really analytics, but still, that's his net plus minus. His net plus minus over the last you know ten twelve games has been like eight or nine, and Chris Paul's like a three. He's a plus three for the last week. I get it. It's not all about numbers. It's about impact on the court. Chris Paul is a great distributor. He runs the offense like clockwork. Mm-hmm. That does not mean you. People are still telling me he is uh, my man Kelly Scaletta 
wrote an article. Uh, he does our, our B-Bar breakdown uh, rook, uh, MVP ladder. Chris Paul still his number one somehow. How is Chris Paul and it's just number one? To me. And, and on top of this, I, like, I, as you're talking, and everything you said makes tons of sense. I was just thinking that it's kind of interesting how we're comparing point guards, you know, uh, at the top, Estrella and Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. And, and then we saw uh, Kevin Durant leave Russell Westbrook because he wanted to play a more entertaining or fun type of basketball. And in my mind, I'm like, as fun as Lob City is, is it possible that Blake Griffin's not thinking the same thing at this point? Hey, he does not look like he's having nope. fun. Now, I'm going to be, as a, as, a, as a Russell Westbrook stand, I'm going to be sacrilegious here. I would understand why Kevin Durant will leave oh, Russell absolutely. Westbrook to go play with somewhere absolutely. more fun. I don't, think, I don't think it's a lot of fun to play with. As, if you're a player as talented as Kevin Durant, I can see why he didn't have fun playing with. I don't think him leaving is why he's getting chastised. I think him going to that team that. I'm about to call a tech on you. You might get a tech because that's not what we're talking about today. This is this is my day. This is hater ball. This is hater hater ball right here. Hater time. Well, technically we're hating. It's hater time. We're not going to worry about Kevin Durant, who's playing outstanding over in Golden State. Um, It's other things, man. The league just uh, some things I watch and it just it just irks me. Um, The way that. That LeBron James wears that headband back on his forehead. It just not. I just want to go and slap it off him. It That's not a good luck. Not a good every luck. Every time I see, every time I see Carmelo Anthony do that stupid three to the dome after he hits a three pointer, it looks like he's. It looks like he's saying, "Damn it, Melo, think, think, stop being stupid." Oh, what else you know what you I mean? do? Just, like, he's like on like the that. Knicks. Like he, he's all alone on uh, on Melo Island there. But yeah, no, no, it's not a good look. And and on top of that, there's uh. Like, I even try watching some Golden State games. Like, I told myself I wouldn't watch too many this year. And I'm like, okay, they're fun. Yeah, they're this. And then our boy comes back. And I'm actually going to put my uh, one of my hate hearts in. Look, and I know a lot of people are talking about this online. It's just like, I hate how Draymond Green can't stop being in that spotlight in the wrong way for a team that should be hard to hate. I get it, and he and and the more I see and hear from Dre, I start I believe more and more of Ethan Sherwood Strauss's story, which I didn't I didn't I never disbelieved you, Ethan, but I believe it that in a way I think Draymond, as good as he is, he thinks he's better than he is, and he thinks he's maybe more important than he is, which and it's crazy because he's very important, but he's he's sometimes it's like he centered himself in the story, even when he came out and said he was sorry and he learned, but then it's like but this guy does that. If anybody else did this, it, he, I feel like he learned. Well, how he's to just got to right turn things. on the news, though, right? Because like when people are ranking that team, they're always like, okay, it's KD or 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 Curry first or second, in some order. But that's not even about the rank. I'm just saying, I don't think even like I'm not saying even in relation to the other two guys, but it's about him. It's not about the even though it's about no. But the I've team, got a point to this. What I'm saying him. is, in a lot of times the ranking, he'll be third or fourth. But there'll always be that asterisk caveat that they're like, but in terms of importance. He's almost one or two, and oh, okay. so I yeah. think that yeah, kind of exactly. drives what you were saying, and maybe what he's saying, you know. But the thing is, part of the importance of what you do is he's the little engine that could, you know, a six-five power forward who can slide to a lot of positions. I mean, but you've got to stay in the game, and and you can't be uh, kicking people where the sun don't shine. And I mean, like, like, well, unless you're Draymond Green, then you can. And- no one, no one's gonna I, I, I think they will at a certain point, but but 
talk about the Warriors, the thing that really bothers me, I remember we were talking about this before, and I think this is kind of like why people were looking at, you know, the Clippers and saying they're, that they're legit when they're not. I think people walked into this series, uh, this season, and looked at Cleveland and looked at Golden State, and they're like, why are we even playing the regular season? Stephen A. Smith is like, this is, a, this is a waste of a regular season, you know, and a lot of people are saying the same thing. Like myself, I enjoy watching it for a lot of the young guys coming up, but I'm fully expecting to see these two in the finals. But there are some people who, every time you have a given, they want to find the kinks in the armor. And so they're looking at teams like the Clippers, like San Antonio, like Toronto. And, and Yeah, I get it, man. They want to kind of, you know, drum up some adversity and make it interesting. It's well, interesting enough, though. I, I guess I, well, that's why I see it. I get well, But you're right. Yeah, there are people. Well, who you got to sell newspapers, though. And the thing is, there's a different level of interest in terms of guys like you and I who live, breathe, and sleep this stuff and a casual observer, right? Because let's not pretend. The, the average fan watches some box scores, watches their team, but beyond that is probably not as in-depth on the day-to-day conversations, right? So those people right. aren't going to appreciate some of the stuff that makes you and I happy about the sport, right? So if they just see their teams losing, then if you're going to, like, like especially L.A., like, L.A. is one of the big markets in the NBA. What's going it's on? one of the big markets in the NBA, and 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 right. you got the Lakers who are in a rebuild, and you got the Clippers who who everyone was like that's the new team in L.A. But they really haven't been because they haven't really done anything since they've been there. They, they've gotten wins, but I mean, when you have this type of talent and you have Mister Jump Over Kia, you have the best point guard in the league according to some people, and you have DeAndre Jordan. I mean, look, people have to sell stories, and and that's why they they play on the emotions of fans, and they're like, your team has a shot when it really doesn't. I mean. Realistically, like, do you think there's a team in the E? You're, you're about to you're about to get a tech right, for a minute, right. buddy. I'm about I'm about to throw you a tech. You've been going for like tw- like three minutes. I'm turning back to the bench, but I'm just saying. What pisses me off is people giving credit to teams that look. If you're gonna if you're gonna be they objective, shouldn't shouldn't earn it. They haven't earned it. So there you go. Man, what's what are you are you hopped up on are you are you hopped up on bagged milk right now? Stop. I just finished uh, my oatmeal and maple syrup, so you were kind of right about the maple syrup. And there's a lot of sugar in that, so I'm feeling good about things. There you go. Yeah, you, I, I was wondering where we were going with that one. Uh, but yeah, man, we're like that's another thing I hate too is the fact that they did it with Anthony Davis last year, preseason. He's gonna jump into top five player con- you know conversation. Well, he was great, but because that was those were the expectations. He looked like a disappointment last year. This year, this summer, Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a top 10 player. Andrew this Wiggins. I mean, this year, he's going to be top five. I didn't hear too much about Wiggins, but I heard that Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a top, you know, he might be a top five player this season. You know, hard is to be a top five player. You know, and not just that, but Minnesota's going to win 50. <laughs> With a whole you bunch know, of 21-year-olds. Doing, so uh, that, uh, uh, because that happens that, all the time in the NBA, especially with a brand new coach and all the rest. So yeah, I'm sick of I'm sick of people overrating uh, that sawed off front Chris Paul's impact. I'm sick of being yelled at about his efficiency stats while other players are just busting his butt every night. Uh, Jeff Teague busted him up twice already this season, but yeah, he's great. I'm and he is great. See, that's people. I'm gonna get in trouble saying that I think because Chris Paul is great. It's just I I think people really overrate his his how great he is. I'm sick of how Draymond's mouth hangs open 24 seven. It's like he has size. He has size eight teeth and a size six <laughs> mouth, so his mouth is always hanging open. Irks the hell out of me. Um, 
What else? What else irks you? Oh, man. I mean, uh, I'm going to save one for closing, but um, I don't even... It kills me, but I, I, I love being on the Kevin Love hater bandwagon, and he's making it really hard. Mm. So I'm I I'm actually hating that Kevin Love is working in Cleveland because it it was my one kind of reason to not favor Cleveland on every single level, the fact that he couldn't do some things and now I'm, he's just dispelling that. Although um, I hate that. Uh, uh, actually, no, sticking with them, my biggest thing. I was one of the biggest advocates for J.R. Smith after last year's finals. He was one of my favorite, probably top three players in terms of performers for the finals. I know I got took a lot of flack for that and probably deservedly so on a lot of levels. But where he just, you know, sat out, said, like, I'm a huge part, I'm a huge part, deserve this contract. He thought he bought in all this, 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 and just goose eggs as soon as he comes in. And, and, and the fact that he's hurt, yeah, you know what, maybe I had that one coming, but I'm just like, I hate how he didn't take it seriously when they took him seriously. Braun fought for him, they fought to get him paid, they fought to bring him back. There was never a doubt that he was going to be back if you really read the tea leaves, and he just didn't step up. And the fact that Shump is playing better than JR is, look, uh, I think he's going to turn it around, but I, I think you secretly know that a lot of Braun's comments right now about Honeymoon being over and all this are 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 kind of sideways comments to JR because JR it's not sideways dog I mean right after that game he said it but I mean that's the game JR turned in the middle of the game to go dap up his homeboy and let the guy let his boy <laughs> score that's the most that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life man in the, the middle jet. of the game you go hey my boy on the bench that's just ridiculous. So we're we're about we're, we're winding down, man. We're within 30, 30 seconds to halftime, and obviously I'm up big again. I'm always <laughs> up big at halftime because I dominate this. I dominate this game. So yeah, in in conclusion, man, it's the game is it's a great season actually so far. Very entertaining. There's a little thing they just they really grind my gears. You know, this really get they get into my skin. Chris Paul and his his you know chest out mini mic nonsense. And everyone, you know, somehow he's an MVP favorite. He's a top three somehow. I'm, and I know it's not all about numbers, but yeah. come on, dude. Half the season he's playing subpar in for himself. And uh, Draymond Green's mouth always hanging open. I mean, dude, you're catching flies. And LeBron lose that BS headband. Just go ahead and cut it all <laughs> off, bro. Go baldy. Do, 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 do the mic. Tribute to MJ. Just make it happen. So that's it, man. I threw it up from half court. Air ball. Half time. I hate you, I hate you, I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. And here we come out of the locker room, I'm in the lead, start the layup line, baby, let's do it. So, not only, not... not I'm not the only one irked here. Uh, Phil Phil had things off his chest. And also, we asked the fans. We went out to social media, and we asked people, the season's great, but what kind of things irk you? And mm-hmm. I know you're reading along with me, Phil. Or are you reading along with me? So, a lot of people, um, the Wizards, some people are just they're sick of the Wizards. I had a guy tell me on Twitter, uh, I finally stopped watching the Wizards, and my life feels so much better. So, my man, at Vadim Gun Kelly, Vadim Gun Kelly, his uh, what does he hate for this season? He's at the Wizards. Just everything well, about it. Set such high hopes, right? Like a lot of people, including yourself, had them like up there in the playoffs. And I don't know, but John Wall's your best player, and, and yeah, Bradley they Field. just they're falling apart. I think I think they just don't like each other, and things are ugly. My man at Robity 
That's Robert E. I don't know. What's up, homie? He said, uh, Phil Jackson opened his mouth. Yeah, that whole comment with the whole posse thing was silly, and Phil just been a weirdo. Um, my man, at West Bruv, I can't help but feel that Cleveland and Golden State final is so inevitable. It makes the season feel pointless. Now, how do you feel about that? Because that was a big thing this summer. Obviously, though, the season's been a lot of fun. We've seen a lot of... I mean, well, the no season's been what, fun, so, like, contextually, even... right? Like, like, if you're just always with your eye on the end, and it's kind of like this sore point, like, if you're, like... It's kind of like small victories, right? Or or progression of teams or I systems I mean, or stuff. Like but like like if you're a San Antonio fan, like are you having a lot of fun even though your team is massively outperforming what some people thought they would be? But I mean, you would think so. Kawhi is playing well. Lamarcus is playing well. I just there's nothing to say that this season is not fun. That's just me personally, though. I could be completely wrong. Um, that's. Yeah, I don't. I think people who are saying that are being willfully like that just because they said, "Well, I said it this summer. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to look silly." So, and it's funny because some people love the fact that um, you know that guys are getting rest, and some people hate it. My man at General Q, he hates that players like LeBron are sitting for rest three weeks into the season. You know what I mean? And, and then we had another homeboy up here said that you know, one of the things he hates was uh, he's fed up with back to backs. They want to completely eliminate them, get better product. Well, you can't have it both rest. ways, right? So it's it's funny how exactly that was my man uh, at Eric Lilly uh, seven. So it's it's I personally have always been one of those guys who just thinks, hey, it's part of it. Uh, the, the the your GM and your coach, their job is not to make every individual fan happy. Well, it's like it's the Spurs, right? Like they like the best uh, way to do uh, they that. had some primetime TNT games where they used to sit. Uh, Manu, TD, and and Parker and some of them. And the league would blow up, but then, you know, Pop would be like, we're playing for the playoffs. And LeBron James is 31 years old with a, with a ton of miles on his legs. Like, like I don't care if the doctor says he looks like an 18-year-old inside. Exactly. Like, look, both of LeBron James and the Cavs and the Warriors, if they don't reach the finals, it's a failed season. Actually, probably if they both don't win a championship, it's a failed season, right? Somehow, if they yeah. So on on, fail, yeah. on one of those, like, like I understand as a fan, like every time you watch a game, you want to see your boys play forty minutes and just really execute. And, and I get that, but at the end of the day, you have to see the big picture. And if you really want your team to do well, look. Do you think that same logic, like just play devil's advocate for them, plays up for a team that's not a contender? Like if you're a Wolves fan. For I mean, the the logic is. The players are the product. Mm-hmm. People pay to see the best players. That's the logic. So I think it does. Sure. I know that teams are going to tank towards the end of the season, like certain teams. But, like, I can understand why people would still be upset if they paid their hard-earned money to go see Andre oh. Wiggins. Uh, Andre Wiggins. See uh, Wiggins and, and Cat, and, you know, they both have mysterious injuries that are sitting for rest at the end of the season. Of course. But your ticket only guarantees like you a seat, not who you're watching. Yeah, yeah, but and that's it's it shouldn't be like that. I, I agree. I can I can see definitely see both sides from the fan perspective. I can also definitely understand if I pay my good money to go see the Thunder and they come in town and Westbrook is sitting just for rest. Yeah, that, that would suck. Straight up, because I'm you know as what person that would suck. So I get it. I totally yeah. get that. That's a good hate right there. Uh, we had a couple people. Man, my man at two three zero zero Mel. Jazz injuries, and we had somebody else bring up too, and that it does. I was really high in the Jazz. I still am. Like just we ju- we just watched tonight. They played Golden State, and Golden State was up. But they beat uh, the Jazz. Beat them the last three quarters. Tied the second quarter and beat them the last two. They and and without most of their stars, right? 
And that was thanks for stepping on my thunder. I was going to say they did it without four of their starters. That's why I'm here, man. Yeah, you can have it. Um, but, but yeah. yeah. Well, no, but uh, but I think that's yeah, a team yeah. that people were pretty high on. But, like, because of their depth, I mean, uh, guys like Joe Ingles killing it. Like, I think that's a fun, sneaky team. I still think it's one of the top teams. As a, I think better than the Clippers has a chance to beat the Warriors. But it's still an off chance. Well, I, I, I got to say off chance because we haven't even seen them on the court healthy for the most part and this keeps up i mean it 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 almost seems like some kind of cosmic joke to the point like every game it's it's something different you know to the point where i'm i'm wondering if they're just they're i don't really believe in in uh curses and stuff but i i am kind of superstitious i guess because i i do believe in bad luck to the point and it's just really weird right crosses. because they're two previous stars maybe, way back malone and stockton both were like iron men in terms of playing all these years and maybe yeah, maybe that's the karma coming home to roost. Like, look, we gave you guys great help for that long, but now, now, it's, now, karma's gonna take a chunk out of you. Um, my man, ga- uh, Game Freak, with PH instead of an F, Game Freak eight four five. This is a good one. Watching so many players take con- uh, horrible threes in transition and are shooting <laughs> Kobe. thirty feet. How you I think it's that? uh, look, uh, the game's going to a three point shooting game. You can just watch any uh, Greg Popovich interview to say how he, he hates it, but it is what it is. And then you got guys like, um, you know, he can even go back to Nick Young, but uh, KD, Steph Curry, they're just who have seemingly unlimited range and just are pushing the pace. I kind of, I don't know there's parts of me that like it because if you can hit that it's unstoppable but if you miss it it's kicking off a quick fast break so it's good for the other team i don't know if i necessarily hate it i just think it's going to end up with more misses than makes and so you're going to get a lot of rebounds but i mean uh, that's what people are saying right like like if people do that more there's more rebounds so you get guys like russ westbrook who actually are able to 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 get like 10 plus rebounds so i mean there's pros and cons well, my thing is, as far as strategy goes, mm-hmm. the NBA is more fun than it's been in a while. The pace and space era to me is exhilarating. So I'm not, I'm here for the ride. I'm not going to complain. When a team shoots three for 30, I cringe and I watch the train wreck. I, I love it. When it's, a team gets red hot and shoots 20 for 30, I love it because it's awe-inspiring. So the fact that Kyle Lowry, like I saw him shoot like a 35 for the night, Guys are doing it who you probably in the past wouldn't have, or they would have hurled it up there. They're just they're shooting jump shots now from deep, and so when they make it, it looks great, and that's all I care about. So that's a weird thing for, to me. That's a weird thing to hate. That's almost like a Charles Barkley, yeah. I hate the jump shooting team thing. Um, oh man, uh, at DNPCD site. <laughs> that's a terrible ad name, brother. Marcus Smart's egregious flops. Hey man, shut up. Uh, but no, nah, he's pretty bad, man. Marcus Smart's pretty bad and flopping in general. I don't just tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think it's a, ba- a bigger problem as it's been in past years, but we still do see like you know, I think it's better, but I think in the bad. NBA it's so tough to defend one on one at this point with all the rules that kind of push for offense. That you know, what's a defender going to do at a certain point? He can't hand check, can't do nothing. So you're going to see them. It's just there's certain guys who try to make them happen. Look, it's the same idea as on offense. Guys who are just forcing up shots or guys who are shooting in the flow of the offense. I like. I think taking charges are kind of the same thing. Everyone's going to have opportunity to take charges within a game, and some guys just try to create them when they're not there and they get caught. Man, I just, I think I guess this is my thing, and this is what I kind of don't like about the whole they're trying to legislate flopping out of the game. But like, 
Games been shit like that's been part of the game forever. Vladdy Divac gets credit for it. You know what I'm saying? The best defenders, uh, Bruce Bowen. Shane Battier. He used to exaggerate contact. So I don't like I don't, I don't, Shane Battier. So I don't like the fact that it's a problem now and they're like, oh, well, that was different. That was just trying to sell contact. These guys are flopping and faking. So, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things like when you did it, it was okay and now it's something different. Um, my man at Steve LN6. He said he's pretty much sick and tired of somebody putting a mic in front of Reggie Miller's <laughs> face. My man Steve, you're absolutely right. The, my my mantra, my mantra every time there's a game on and Reggie's announcing is, I'm not going to use the expletive that we always use, but you know, shut the hell up, Reggie Miller, is the thing that you'll see. You can you, you search that on Twitter, shut the hell up, Reggie Miller, or shut the another word up, Reggie Miller. You'll see a thousand of them because he just says the most ridiculous things. Today he said that that there you go, Ricky Rubio. When you're reluctant to shoot like him, all you have to do is make a timely three every now and oh, then. Oh, that's all Ricky so Rubio needs needed to, make to sure become he makes a Jedi. Three oh, every man. Now. Too bad his coaches never taught him this. Just, he, he just has to. They never taught him to want to make them. He just has to want to make at least one or two a game. I mean, Reggie's a, a freaking genius. <laughs> what a moron. Um, that just it, I listened to him say that. I was just in awe. Uh, at Miss Samantha May. Um She's another Celtic one. She's a little irked. She's irked that Isaiah Thomas is, is getting slept on. He deserves more recognition. Um, I, I, hey, he's 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 perfect for what Boston needs right now. He's he's still a he's still a terrible defender, but it's true. Uh, Kemba's getting a lot of love, and I'm, I'm gonna say who Kemba. do you think's better right now, Kemba or Isaiah? Kemba's I think he's a better, he's a better leader. I think talent-wise, it's pretty close. That Kemba is probably an inch or two taller. But it, it's kind of, I mean, they're both short at that point. I think Kemba is a guy who I would trust. And it's not just because of his time at UConn. I, like, I, I just think he's got a bit better of a, I don't know, uh, maybe it irked me that whole comment that uh, that we were talking about last week with Isaiah Wynaby back in the game and saying, like, some things bother me, but I won't talk about it. But I just don't feel I see Kemba saying that, like, like, I feel Kemba is their dude. He's their leader. I don't necessarily call Isaiah their guy. My thing with Isaiah is just like you nailed it. Um, I think he's starting to get a little big for his britches, and that's definitely pun intention because he's a tiny guy. Uh, I, I really – things are going all right for right now for Boston. They're still trying to find their way. There's no need for the whole gloom and doom. We need to be better stuff, man. That's just me. So I don't know. He's he's fine though. I like him. He's okay. He's not. He. That's my thing with Boston. I want to. I want a top tier upper echelon point guard. He's he's middle upper middle echelon. My man uh, at Mark twenty one underscore Z three nine. I'm going to just start reading your your Twitter name at Mark twenty one. Uh, LeBron stupid jerk smirk. <laughs> that's excellent hating right there because LeBron does have a. He has one of those. He when he when things are going well, he makes he did, that little face. He, the little one he just came smirk. off winning a championship he wanted, he wanted his, for the yeah. city he grew up. Well, close to close to Akron. He just finished uh, dealing with that whole uh, Phil Jackson thing. He's on top of the world. He's he's at a place now. He knows he's the best player. He I still think he's going to go down as the greatest player to ever play the game. Like he he's been hated on as much as he's been hyped up since he came and since he was 16. Since before that. If anyone deserves to kind of bask in his own glory of things he's done, he's made careers of for so many people on and off the court, made so many people better, and and done what people thought he couldn't do. The guy deserves to smirk. I don't think he insults anyone. He's just 
No, he does. He's, he does it in a very, very pompous way. But I'm with you, though. Like, we always say, hey, you don't want them to score? Stop mm-hmm. it. You don't want him to smirk? Wipe it off his face. So, I like it. I like the little bit of arrogance. I mean, it is. He, it's earned. Like, when he says, I know I'm the best player on earth or whatever, it's absolutely true when people say he's being arrogant. All right. Well, stop him. And no one's really... I don't think it's no even close, by the way. Yet, so. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Well, right now? I think it's closer probably that it's been in years because like we're seeing a fully realized Kevin Durant but I know we all know that when the, where the rubber meets the road and, and, and stuff gets real LeBron has another gear and he just knows how it's yep. done he's just bigger and stronger than everybody else and that matters so so just so we don't go out being like a couple of negative Nellies we also ask the fans what things some things they like that they that they that they uh that they're joyful for right now my man uh the four-point play he said at four at the four one place says as a Sun fan's not much as an NBA fan the big man ain't dead so yeah it's really nice to see Cat and Porzingis and Jokic. even Embiid and and you know well, Dwight had a Jokic Jokic yeah even though he's having a and Anthony slump. Davis um, yeah the big man's not dead Anthony Davis uh, Paul Millsap the role mm, Dwight Howard's back the big man's not going anywhere and I think. Or- up and down. Uh, he was, like I said, that that Atlanta team. That Atlanta team felt, yeah, they felt no, not up and down, they're down. They're, I, I read somewhere that the that Atlanta team since Game Five is like the second worst net, you know, plus net plus minus. Uh, net and I remember hearing in team. some podcasts before actually bad. someone had called um, that when they were on their height, the height of that. Who was? I completely forgot what podcast that was, but sorry, keep going. No idea. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, brother. So let's keep on going. Nah, I'll give it to you. You call that, and I, I thought Atlanta, you know, like Coach Bud, continuity, they had a formula. Obviously not. So, um, uh, what's the kid's name? Oh, Kyle Corbett's been really bad. I think that's part of their problem. He's, he hasn't been very good. Uh, my man at Donuts. It's like Donuts, but Donuts. Um, there are seven plausible MVPs. The game across the board is at such an intense, enjoyable level. More than Tons of seen. MVPs. This Absolutely. Year. Uh, the fact that there's... I don't remember, especially this late, into, you know, 20 games, not late, but this late in the season, usually guys start tailing off. But right now, LeBron, James Jimmy Harden, Butler, yeah. uh, Russ, Harden, KD. Um, I even know, think even Kemba's going to get a vote on some level. Numbers. Uh, he probably shouldn't, but Kemba's playing awesome. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Um, so, you know, it's, like... yeah, we've, we're seeing some resurgent. He's already starting to fall off, so no. DeMarcus Cousins put an MVP Anthony Davis all world numbers. So we're seeing all guys be awesome. Exactly. Um, that's my man. My man at Terrell Johnson 10 said that Westbrook and Harden playing out of their minds plus the Cavs disrespecting, the disrespecting Phil last night. Did you see LeBron James and yep. his buddies doing the, the water bottle challenge on the bench? I love it. I love it because LeBron said what he said about Phil. He said his piece about it. Now has been spoken about it since. But they go into his biz- they go into his building. His team knows what it means. They stomp them out into a mud hole, and then they're out there playing on the bench while the game's going on. That's the ultimate. That's how you deal with disrespect, and that's how you deal with something that could that you know. I don't think it's gonna even linger now. You know, he they went to their house and made a mockery of him. And as far as, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm pretty sure LeBron too. He I think you're right. Over. I'm gonna ask you a question right. quickly. It'll be yes or no. Do you think the fact that he got his teammates to participate had, as opposed to doing it alone, had anything to do with the word choice that Phil Jackson picked, chose? Okay. No. I think it's just also, I think his team was, do you remember when uh, Golden State played OKC 
And and Dre was like, yeah, if if you know if 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 Durant's there, we're worried about it. If it's big for him, it's big for us. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it was a show of unity, no matter what. I don't think he had to get his teammates to do anything. I think his teammates would have. But no, they understood yep. that for LeBron, right. what that meant. So yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, think no, so. that was uh, that was uh, that was pretty um, funny. I'm sure uh, Phil Jackson was not a happy camper after that one. So we're under a minute left, brother. Uh, well, we're, we're winding down the quarter now, and as you, I blew the, I blew you out of the house. Uh, what do you have? What are you I'm, thankful for? What's, I'm what thankful right for uh, for entertaining games. I'm thankful for. Weirdly enough, I haven't been able to say this in a while. The Houston Rockets. I really enjoy watching those guys. I have, I, I'm thankful that uh, Zach Levine is starting to outplay or close to tie Andrew Wiggins. So I have a shot at my uh, early prediction that uh, Levine have a better season than Wiggins, uh, even though I'll probably eat crow for that one. And um, I don't know. I, I'm just happy that there's so many teams doing really well. And, and it's just a really fun year, even though as, like, like as much as I hate that KD went to Golden State, when you sit down and watch them, that's beautiful basketball, man. It is. It is. Uh, I also like the fact that uh, he went there, but instead of like the team looking unbeatable, they look kind of mortal. And I think that adds a little a level of intrigue and and uh, and authenticity to the season, right? If they came out the gates and they were winning by twenty a game, that would get stale pretty fast. We'd still watch, right? But I, it'd be a different. It's different. I'm glad that they do look a little bit. They look a little bit more mortal, and they have things to learn. That's pretty awesome. But for me, I'm going to keep it simple, man. Russell Westbrook. I watch every game the man plays. I'm a, I'm a Celtics fan, diehard. Uh, but if I, nothing made me more excited than talking about possibly trading for Russell Westbrook, and it didn't happen. And now I love to watch the man play. He's, uh, he's turned it around. You remember last year, Golden, uh, OKC had big problems in the fourth quarter with scoring and keeping leads. They're one of the best clutch teams in the NBA now, and he's scoring 10 points. He's leading the league in fourth quarter scoring. His shooting goes up. His three-point shooting increases to 40% in the fourth, and uh, he's shooting 47% in the fourth quarters. It's – it's hey, OKC's not – they're a middle-of-the-pack team, upper-middle-of-the-pack team, but it's exciting to see them yeah, get that and, success. And actually, even more of a microcosm of that, I'm thankful for Russell, Russell Westbrook's rebounding. Like, that alone – is exciting for me just watching him go up against some of the guys. Like I know his teammates let him grab some of those defensive boards, but his ability at that size to rebound over guys like he just wants he wants to win this year more than anyone I've seen in a long time. I had a buddy tell me that Stephen Adams wow. and uh, Enos Cantor are soft. Cause like ain't no way, ain't no way you should be averaging six. Do you watch game those games? Like do you watch how? Do that. you watch how Cantor and, and Adams are literally almost boxing to out to, to give him, him the lanes to go get the rebounds? His point was, what big man, seven footer worth his salt, would allow their point guard to tell to to the ones with hindsight realize you like have that, that so. point guard and that point guard it will be the difference between you. And Hey man, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I had a hard time raising the argument for it because, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of whack, Steve. But not, I know why they're doing it. I mean, it's, it's Russell Westbrook. What are you gonna do? Say no? So I get it. But it, once he yeah. put it that way, I had, to, I had to actually do. I had to think about it. Well, I got so, one last hate thing. That was the final buzzer, uh, my man. Go ahead, take it. I was gonna. That, hey uh, man, hey, together. I'm transitioning like a, here. You know, we Work got that chemistry. Me. Work with but, me on uh, the transition. Well, no, we don't. That was a turnover. You you fumbled out of bounds, baby. You fumbled right out of bounds. What I was going to say was, all right, man, that was the final buzzer. 
You're going to do the walk-off interview. <laughs> Go ahead and talk to Rachel Nichols on the way out. I was going to say that, but you I ruined it. it by I'll still talk to Rachel. I, I don't even care. I don't even care if I'm uh, if I caused the, the fumble. Listen, my, my one last half, I, and I couldn't fit this in with with other things because it's not particular to a game that's happened in the last week and a lot of other things. It's as an NBA fan. Listen, the the NBA you can watch it kind of two ways. One through your local cable because they have they have deals with the NBA, or by buying League Pass. I have a bunch of friends with League Pass. They enjoy it. They can go watch games, the um, shorten games, highlights, all the rest. It's an amazing product. I just think it's garbage for NBA fans that you can't buy a version of League Pass that has every single games. Every single game. The idea that they have blackouts, I get why. You've 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 promised those games to networks and they would lose money because of commercials and blah blah blah. But there has to be a way, maybe a secondary contract that you can buy saying, I'm going to pay, you know, twice the price, but I get no black, whatever, right? And you give kickbacks to the stations or whatever you need to do. Listen, the players and the owners and the league both made a ton of money off TV deals. Who gets you through all of this? It's the fans. Kick it back to the fans. Let them watch the games. I think it's ridiculous that you own a sport and you don't offer a paid service to watch every single game and that just kills me and that is a microcosm of the u.s canadian relations while he had a thoughtful well well uh, argued argument against league pass blackouts i said i hate lebron james headband and draymond green's donkey mouth so but that, I did agree with you, and Everything we don't right. have to agree because that's why we play the game. But listen, guys, I want to thank you for listening to another episode here of the Away Team Podcast on Press Basketball. Continue the conversation on Twitter at Hoops for Mr. James here and at Sporting Phil for myself. Agree, disagree, doesn't matter, but as long as you keep it talking. Next time. Peace.